Hey, what is going on, guys? DK. Back with another video here to break down the six-game NBA main slate on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA NFL sites on DraftKings. Also make videos for NBA Top Shot. We have a pretty big day tomorrow with the KD packs. Um, go ahead, check out my video, guys. I made a couple days ago uh, talking about those. Also open up a rare run at backpack. I've got a pretty solid moment there. So if that's something that interests you, go check that out. I also make videos, again, for NFL all day. And prize picks, we had a really nice day in prize picks. Um, uploaded a video um, early afternoon. We went three for three. So that was really, really solid. Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys are unable to watch these videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. Premium content, perfect time, beginning of the month. Uh, NBA and NFL package I cover. And I'm also giving everyone that signs up for free uh, esports this month, which is CSGO spreadsheets and Call of Duty videos, which I'm super excited for this weekend. Um, and the sponsor of the first half of this video, guys, is Thrive Fantasy. So Thrive Fantasy, they have some pretty big contests here for NBA. Um, also for NFL, um, $100,000 guaranteed prize pool here. Uh, so that is super, super exciting for the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, so how Thrive Fantasy works is you actually build out a uh, lineup on player props. So you pick 10 of the 20 options. The less probable the profits to occur, the more points you receive. Um, like, so for example, Carlton Towns, 10 and a half rebounds. If uh, the under is more likely to hit, but if the over hits, you get more points. Um, and again, you pick 10 of the 20 here. So uh, if you guys want to try out Thrive, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. So you deposit using my code $100. That's a free $100 to play with on this site. And finally, I want to thank you guys for, for watching the videos every day. Everyone that checked out the live streams and asked questions, really appreciate all support. Uh, just, you know, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. We just hit 11,000. Uh, I don't know why I say we. Um, I just hit 11,000 on YouTube. So uh, thanks to, to everyone. And hit the notification bell so you do know when I upload and go live. Who's ready? Who's ready for a nice little story? Okay. Nice little story time. So. <clears throat> let me show you. Um, okay. So here's something I put on Patreon before the game started. And obviously got lucky with the Isaiah Jackson foul trouble, right? Or not foul, injury, right? He got injured literally right away. Um, but here's my point was his price was up. And we know like Isaiah Jackson has been super foul prone, except that last game, except the last game. But every other game, he's like been averaging like a foul every three minutes. And I knew he was going to be very, very popular. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, all right, what's, what's the way we can leverage the field? Well, I made a post. I was like, okay, if everyone's going to play Isaiah Jackson, why not go to I ter Terry Taylor, who is, what, $2,000 cheaper, and you're getting him at a fraction of the ownership. Um, so, uh, you know, talked about that, and it ended up working out um, really, really well. Obviously, you know, got lucky with Isaiah Jackson getting injured, but then Terry ta Taylor came in at basically 2%, 3%, and absolutely broke the slate going for 50-plus fancy points. So, um, that was really, really good. So I have that. I was a Kuzma drooler again, guys. He smashed. I went back to Dinwiddie. I was shocked at the ownership there for the Washington guys. Dinwiddie low-owned, Kuzma low-owned. They both smashed. I have Brandon Goodwin. He smashed. Basically, I'm looking at my early uh, set of games, um, and I only entered the big tournament and the $88, 20K to first tournament. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Doing the math, 
I'm like, going into late games, I am definitely the odds-on favorite to win, right? I have the best chance to win the 20K, uh, you know, with the way my lineup's looking. So I originally had Jokic and Rudy Gay. Well, I'm sure you saw Nikola Jokic. Nah, he didn't play. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, well, not many other stars, right? Luka had already started, right? That game had already gone in. So I'm like, okay, let me go to Harden against probably the worst or one of the worst defenses in the league in Sacramento without KD. I'm like, okay, you know, that's that's a fine pivot. I'll go to Harden and I'll go to Bojan, right? Because I had some extra salary. I'm like, why not? Bojan, um, you know, going to have to do a lot for Utah, only nine guys, probably going to play big minutes. Let's, let's do that. So looking at him, okay, this is looking really, really good. So, you know, it, it's one of those situations where whenever I do, or whenever I have a really good chance to make like some big, big money, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking. So I try not to look at my phone too much, right? So I like did some things, you know, cleaned up my room, uh, you know, took a shower, just like wanted to clear my mind. So I come back, I'm like, okay, you know, where are we at? Let's see. So check my phone. I see Chalk Luca gets overtime. And he absolutely smashes. That's the first thing I check. I'm like, okay, that is very, very, very painful. But, you know, I'm still, I still have a very good chance to win this $20,000. Okay. Take a look at Bojan Bogdanovic. He was off to a good start, right? He's playing good. He finished with like 30. He was solid all around. Nothing crazy. Expected a little bit more, but nothing bad, right? I'm like, okay, you know. Harden in the best possible matchup here. Um, you know, an average game from him probably gets me the takedown, right? Or maybe even a below average game. So I'm like, all right, I just don't need, don't need anything crazy here from James Harden in the best possible spot. Nothing crazy, right? No, none of that, right? Nothing crazy. Just, just an average game, maybe slightly below average game. Take a look at Harden. About uh, three quarters in. He had two real-life points. His stat line, what I checked in the end of the third quarter. Two points, six assists, and like four boards with eight turnovers. Just, uh, just kind of let that, let that soothe in your mind for a little bit, right? You know, you got to take advantage when you have the opportunities to, to make the big, big money in tournaments, right? Um, like I had what seventy five percent of the field dead with Isaiah Jackson. I had a super low on Terry, Terry Taylor. So again, I have to take advantage of these situations, uh, you know, to win the, the big bucks. Twenty-nine fantasy points for James Harden. Two, nine, twenty-nine in a competitive game against one of the worst defenses in the league. When I have the chance for the twenty thousand dollars, twenty-nine 
fantasy points. But even though this this one's going to hurt for a long time, right? I've had some pretty bad luck last couple weeks with injuries and ejections. This one's gonna this one's gonna sting for a while, right? Because I had a very good chance of the big big money, twenty nine fancy points. So I only three x. But the reason I'm not as mad is we just had big winners all around. So we had. Um, for a while, uh, in the later games, we had like five or six people in the top 40 in the big $10, $15 tournament. Uh, but just a massive night for everyone all around. First here for Dylan, uh, Gabe with a nice takedown. Um, we had Luke with a pretty big win, fifth place, $250. Here are a couple other, uh, couple other big ones. Um, was that $600 and third place. Uh, Tori, $1,500. Uh, and he had a chance for first too, if, if, uh, AD needed a couple more, another first place, $525. Um, again, this was Jay Dex. He was in second, third for a while in the big tournament. He ended up finishing in 12th and 16th. So that's 700 and 500 off of what 10 or $15 entry. Forget what it is. So it was just a huge night all around, but for my personal lineup, guys, Probably not going to be able to sleep tonight, right? This one is going to hurt for a long, long time. One more time. 29 fantasy points for Mr. James Harden. Winning lineup in high stakes. Hall of Famer. So uh, it was Goodwin, Butler, Bogdanovich, Tate, Embiid, Luca, Najee, and Will Barton. Um, so congrats again to all the big winners. Again, for me, it was a 3X day, but need to take advantage of those nights when you can. So uh, again, this one's going to haunt me for a long time. But um, let's talk about this six-game slate, guys. So we'll start with Minnesota. So uh, D'Lo, Pat Bev, both questionable. I expect, I expect Pat Beverly to play. He played last game. He also had five fouls in 15 minutes. So if you played him last slate, you got pretty unlucky. Um and then D'Lo, I think it's more 50-50. He's missed the last couple games with that lower leg injury, so we'll see if he's able to give it a go. Uh, at the top, we have Carl Anthony Towns, 10K. I mean, if you have the salary frame of D'Angelo Russell out, he's going to look pretty good, right? Pistons is one of the best possible matchups against that front court. Anthony Edwards, I mean, this this guy, again, he's either boom or bust. There is no in-between. Take a look at four of the last five games. 65, 61, 25, and 10 Fantasy points last game when he was pretty chalky. Um, again, it's either boom or bust with him. But if there's no D'Lo, those two do get a usage bump. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, 5.5, probably plays um, mid-tie 20s. Man, I think he's a fair play guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Can we talk about this for a second here? I just, you guys have to take a look at this. The absolute dust of Torian Prince. He went for 45 fantasy points in 24 minutes. 45 for Torian Prince. 
I mean, I've never seen an outlier as big as that. There is just absolutely no chance I'm going there. Uh, McDaniels at 3.8K, his minutes probably, you know, low to mid 20s if there's no D-Lo. Um, and then you just have the likes of like Noel, Beasley that have cost me so much money. Probably not going to get to those guys, assuming that Pat Bev plays. And we might even have DeAndre Russell back. If D-Lo comes back and there's no limitations, um, I do like him. But uh, he's been very injury prone this year. On the Detroit side, this team, Cade Cunningham. So, again, boomer bust. Like Anthony Edwards. Let's take a look at the last four games. 69, 15, 60, and 16. I mean, what? Like, what is that? Um, if Kate Cunningham plays, again, good tournament play. Low floor, high ceiling. As far as the rest of the Pistons, there's not much. Grant Bay both seem priced about right. They're running like three bigs with Stewart, Calio, and Trey Lyles. That is absolutely disgusting. Um, now, if Katie Cunningham does miss, then the, this group, uh, another gross group, but the group of Corey Joseph, Killian Hayes, Frank Jackson going to become way more in play. Um, probably would prefer whoever starts, so we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup there. Maybe even see a couple extra minutes for Hamdou Diallo, who had a really good stretch when everyone was out. So, again, uh, the Katie Cunningham news is pretty big for the Pistons. Moving on to the Suns, so uh, DeAndre Ayton is probable. Jay Crowder, I believe probable as well. Um, but even with Crowder back, the minutes didn't really uh, go down for, for the two guards. So right now, again, with campaign out, uh, the Suns are just playing Paul and Booker like 40 minutes a game. So I know it feels like a lot to pay for Chris Paul, but I'm perfectly fine. 14-19 uh, and 14 assists last year games, and this is a good matchup. So I have no issue going to Paul, and I have no issue going to Booker. Now, Booker is a little bit of a lower floor than Paul just because lack of peripherals, right? Uh, but he's still firmly in playing an up-tempo game. Um, as far as Aiton goes, I'll probably stay away unless we get confirmation he's not limited. Cam Johnson's minutes went down with Jay Crowder back. Crowder feels priced about right. You know, they ran three centers last game, so I'm probably not going to go there. So not much else I'm really interested in the Phoenix side. Now, moving on to Atlanta. So Trey Young, currently questionable. Pretty big news. He did not go through the contact practice uh, of Tuesday's practice. So I would assume that means he's not going to go. Um, if he does miss, we saw DeLon Wright start last game. He played 23 minutes. He'd be a fair value. Uh, Lou Williams, 3-4, would probably see a couple extra minutes. I think he would be in play for tournaments. And then you get a usage bump for the likes of like Bogdanovich, um, Herter, um, you know, Hunter. These are all guys going to have to do a lot more offensively uh, with Trey Young out. So they're all going to look pretty good for value here. Um, even Gallinari probably has to do a little bit more at 4K. Would assume he probably sees like low to mid-20s minutes. So there'd be a lot to like here for Atlanta. Um, if Trey Young is out. Now, the minutes have been really disappointing on John Collins. Like, he's not been in foul trouble. They're just only playing him, like, 25 to 28 minutes a game. So, like, I like the price, but his minutes are really concerning. With Capella, they're splitting time right now with Okongwu. So, it's, it's hard to go to Capella, even at a very cheap price point. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on the Trey Young news. If Trey Young is in, then the secondary plays don't look as good. And then Trey Young himself, I think, is a viable GBP play. Chicago and Toronto. So Chicago is always a tricky team because like the big three all look pretty good, but you never know like who exactly is going to have the big night. So Levine kind of had an off night last game. It was Vooch and DeRozan that both played well. Uh, Vooch had 44 and DeRozan had uh, 57. So, you know, the main three Bulls guys all look good in DeRozan, Vooch, Levine. DeRozan will probably be the highest owned if that's the case. I think I would rather go to like Vooch and Levine just off recency bias, right? I think all three have a pretty similar uh, ceiling. Io, he's playing big minutes. His production's still kind of up and down, but um, I think he's viable. Like, he is doing a lot of the ball handling here. We've seen three of the last five games, eight, 11, and nine assists. 
Uh, Kobe White, 5-5. I think Prod plays around 30 minutes. More of a neutral play there. And as far as value goes, I think Javante Green's uh, playable at 3-7. Mid-20s minutes, not the best point per guy, but probably gets her somewhere around 15 to, you know, maybe 25 fancy points. On the Toronto side, well, again, they're, they're just playing these guys 50 minutes a game, right? Siakam and Van Fleet are going to play over 40 minutes. I think they both look pretty good here. Um, you know, both guys are guys that can stuff a stat sheet. So, yeah, I like both the main Toronto guys here with Van Fleet, with Siakam. OG and Scotty Barnes have kind of been taking a backseat to Van Fleet, Siakam. And Gary Trent Jr., who's been shooting the ball 46 times a game. And that's not even an over-exaggeration. So, like, OG and Barnes, probably hard to go there. Yeah, Gary Trent Jr., like I said, this guy is just shooting every single time he touches the ball. He's also shooting very, very well. So not sure if Gary Trent continues to shoot this well, uh, but also the price is not really moving that much. So like if he's going to continue to play 40 minutes a game, I think he looks pretty good. The only downside is I think the ownership's going to be inflated and he does have a floor if he, if he uh, can hit the shots, right? If he struggles from the field, he can hurt you because he's not going to do a lot from the peripheral stats department. And then, you know, Boucher at 4-6, the minutes have been trending down on him. Um, Achua, again, not playing a ton of minutes. It's the main five guys are just playing huge minutes. I guess Achua's fine at 3-4 and maybe 15 to 20 minutes. But, um, yeah, let's move on to Miami and San Antonio. Real quick, though, I want to thank the sponsor of the second half of the video, guys, and that is Roast Umber. So if you guys are a big coffee, uh, coffee drinkers, you got to give it a try. Um, you can use my code DKDFS for 20% off your order. Uh, they have coffee, they have decaf, they have, again, my personal favorite, the nitro cold brew, which uh, I am uh, now addicted to. I think I drink two of these a day. Um, Got to be caffeinated all day long to tilt, right? To tilt James Harden. So yeah, if you guys want to um, try out Roast Umber, you can use my code DKDFS for 20% off. I uh, would greatly appreciate that. All right, so Miami and San Antonio. Um, on the Miami side, it's really hard to say right now. So we have Jimmy Questionable, Lowry might come back, and PJ Tucker's Questionable. Now, if all three of Jimmy, Lowry, and, and PJ Tucker are out, I really hope that's not the case, right? I really, really hope that's not the case because then I have to lose more money with Tyler Hero. Um, but yeah, if all the questionable guys are out, it's going to be Hero and Bam dominating the usage. We even have Caleb Martin questionable. So like, it's really hard to break down Miami right now. Assuming everyone that is questionable plays, like Lowry's back, Jimmy plays, Jimmy and Bam probably be my two favorite options in a good matchup. But I don't think either would be must plays. Obviously, Lowry coming back would hurt Jimmy a little bit. You know, Lowry would do more of the ball handling. So, um, yeah, Miami's hard to say right now with all the questionable uh, pieces. But we'll, we'll monitor the news. And the San Antonio side, so we have Pirtle out. We have Murray questionable. We have McDermott questionable. So, if Dejounte Murray plays, even in a tough matchup, I think he's a solid tournament play. Because this guy is just playing amazing basketball right now. Now, if he misses... Uh, Derek White is going to look really good here at 6K. Most likely going to be the highest usage player and probably play mid-30s minutes. I would like White a good amount. And then the value of like Keldon, Vassell, Lonnie Walker, we'd have to see what they do the starting lineup. Like maybe they move Trey Jones in the starting lineup. So group of value always going to look a lot better if Jonathan Murray is out. If Jonathan Murray is in, I don't know if I get to any of these like wings. So again, that's pretty important to keep an eye on. Uh, but yeah, with Pirtle out, we also have Jock Landell out. So I am under the assumption that Drew Eubanks will start and probably play, you know, 20 to 25 minutes, which I think makes him a pretty good value. And then the tricky part here is, you know, I think they're probably going to dust off Thad Young. They're going to have to dust off one of Thad Young or Devontae Kaycock. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on news there. I don't think we're getting any confirmation. I believe Kaycock is still on the active roster. Like I was taking a look. 
I don't think he's in the G League, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, they haven't listed on the depth chart. They do have Thad Young listed ahead of them for what it's worth. So, um, yeah, if if Kaycock's in the G League, then then I think I'm gonna I'm gonna feel much more comfortable. Then I think it's gonna be just a split of Eubanks and Thad Young uh, getting the full uh, 48 minutes there. So, um, yeah, that is it for the Spurs. Let's move out of Sacramento and Golden State. So De'Aaron Fox, once again, going to be questionable. He missed the game tonight. If I had to guess, I would say he doesn't play because there's just been one game. Uh, Halburn at 8.5K is going to get the big usage bump, right? Um, he's going to have to do a lot offensively, um, and he's been playing really well over the last three games. But let me just uh, bring this up one more time, right? I play him at low ownership here against Boston. Can't hit the broad side of a barn. 26 fancy points. Play him here against Atlanta. They get absolutely destroyed. Once again, can't hit a shot. 29. The next game when I finally fade, 60 fantasy points, right? And he was hitting shots behind the backboard. So, uh, yeah. No, but seriously, Halburn's going to be a pretty good player. Fox out. And then Davion Mitchell uh, gets the minutes bump at Fox out. He'll start and probably play low uh, to mid-30s minutes. So those two are going to get the biggest bump. As far as the rest of this roster goes, like Harrison Barnes probably sees around 30 minutes. More of a neutral play. Buddy Heald, 5-2. Again, does have a low floor if he does hit a shot, but he's always viable for GPPs. Rashawn Holmes, 5K. I think we get probably mid-20s minutes. He only played 21 minutes tonight. Uh, wasn't any foul trouble. So I guess that was a little bit concerning, but I would assume it goes back to like mid-20s minutes. Um, Matt Two's 3.9. I think he's a fair value play. Did see 23 minutes last game. Like he's not a bad point per minute guy, uh, but that's probably it on the Golden State side. So... Uh, we have Steph back. We have Clay back. We have um, possibly Otto Porter back. So we'll keep an eye on news here. Um, Steph Curry, 10-4. I mean, it's a relatively cheap price for him. He still has a floor. But I think he's a good tournament play in an up-tempo game here. Wiggins at 6-7, you know, has him playing well. But uh, he's priced at kind of a premium. As far as Poole versus Clay goes, I think I uh, give a small lean to Clay. Um, I think he plays, you know, 28-ish minutes for Poole. Going to play similar minutes. But I think I would just lean Clay. Um, Kavon Looney at 5-2 probably gets mid-20s minutes. I think he's a fair value. Uh, but then the rest of this team, again, you just don't know what's going to happen. Kaminga could see some backup five run with the Elites out. They also have JTA, though. Like, Moses Moody, Peyton Lee. Who knows what's going to happen with Golden State? You just never know with Steve Kerr. And finally, the Lakers and the Clippers. So, no LeBron James. I think the two guys, main guys here for the Lakers look pretty good in AD and in Westbrook. Bulls should play big minutes, and I like the matchup for Bulls. So, yeah, I like AD, like Westbrook. I think AD is a little bit safer than Westbrook. Malik Monk, 5.8K, should play over 30 minutes. He had a really bad game tonight, uh, but I think he's still viable. Carmelo had a really big out game off the bench, but um, he has a little bit of a lower floor. I think I would lean Monk over Melo. The value, probably not going to get to anyone um, on the Lakers side uh, for, for super, super cheap. So, let's finish up with the Clippers. I just, I just don't want to talk about this team, okay? I just, I just don't want to do it. Right now, they're running a huge rotation, and who knows who's going to play what, right? It's the starters, they can play 15 minutes, they can play 30. Bench guys, same thing, right? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so Marcus Morris at 5-7. Last four games, 30, 24, 23, 27 minutes. So I think we get mid-20s minutes, which is not great, but he's also relatively cheap in a good matchup. I think Morris, fine. Reggie Jackson, would assume we get around 30 minutes, but we saw a stretch of games where he was just getting benched and only playing about 20. So he's a guy that does have upside, but if he's going to be popular, then I'm perfectly fine fading. Amir Coffey, he's had a couple of big games of late. We still seen the floor from Amir Coffey as well. 
Um, his minutes have probably been the most secure out of anyone. So for that reason, he might be the safest bet. Um, Luke Kennard, right? We saw him take over some games. Well, last game, only 16 minutes because he struggled shooting the ball, right? So he does have upside. But if he's not shooting well, they're not going to go to him. Eric Bloodson, some games he's playing 15 minutes, some games 25. If he plays 25, I like him. If he plays 15, not so much. Nick Batum, 4-4. I think we probably see low 20s minutes from him. Not a great point from a guy. Fair value play. Terrence Mann at 3.8. Again, some games he's playing closer to 30 minutes. Some games are around 20. So hard to feel good about almost anyone. Even Justice Winslow is still seeing rotation minutes. Um, his minutes did tick down a little bit with Batum back the last game. And we have Zubach questionable. Zubach misses. I would assume that we get Ibaka and Hartenstein kind of splitting the center minutes. And then both would be, these two would be my favorite values on the team. Uh, we saw 22 minutes from Ibaka last game. We only saw um, 14 from Hartenstein, but uh, this is a bigger Lankers front court. So I don't I don't think they can go small. So I would assume we get close to 48 from the two bigs, which would make them pretty good place. If Zubach is out. If Zubach is in, then I guess Zubach is okay at 4-3. But again, this team is just a headache. Um, what I will say is you don't know what, where the Mets going to go. So like if one or two guys is going to get a lot of ownership for the Clippers tomorrow, then I'm just going to go to a lower owned guy, right? I would rather, I would rather take a, sh if I'm going to take a shot at one of these Clippers guys, I would rather go to someone low owned because again, who knows how many minutes they're going to play. But yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video today. So if you haven't enjoyed the content, again, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Greatly appreciate it, guys. Thanks again. Have a great one. And I will see you all in the next video.